Welcome to Your Life Designed, a podcast that inspires you to grow into your potential and possibility. You are listening to Your Life Designed with Laura Karachi, episode number 86. Hello, everyone. How are you? I'm fantastic. My knee brace has come off. My knee brace has come off and I feel fantastic. I've been for a run. I've been to the gym. My knee is, what did the orthopedic surgeon say? It is stable. Um, And I'm right to get back to normal training and just got to build up some muscle again to sort of support that knee, particularly before going skiing in January. So I've got a good six months to do that. In other news, I mentioned last week, I didn't go into much detail because I was on a bit of a timeline last week when I recorded the podcast. I needed to get it recorded and sent off before my kids walked in the front door. Uh, But I did mention that I've moved my studies over to a grad dip in psychology it's post-grad studies, an accelerated program. It's two years grad dip and then two years either PhD or supervision. Uh, and it sets me up to be able to, if I choose to be, registered as a clinical psychologist. Um, I'm not entirely 100% certain what my plan is in terms of that, but I've decided this year, I've done a bit of study in terms of positive psychology, and I realised that I really did want to do some deep learning, some advanced learning in the field of the science of the mind and the brain, uh, psychology. And so this, and I've, I sort of toyed with ways of doing that and methods of doing that. And I couldn't deny the fact that doing a structured uh, postgraduate program with all the reading and the deep learning and the wisdom that you gain from being taught by people who the best in their field, um, can give me. So I'm really excited to be able to dive into this. I've started doing some of the readings, even though we don't start for another two weeks, a week, a week and a half. Um, and I'm really very excited about doing that study. I know that the skills I gain will help me in my life. It'll help me as a parent, as a coach, uh, as a friend, uh, as a partner. Uh, and it may be that down the track, I look at how I can combine coaching and psychology skills uh, in terms of my practice. So we'll wait and see, but I'm very excited about it. Um, And yeah, that's what I'm diving into. I suspect that I probably will go on to register. Wait and see. Anyway, that will be something that will pan out over the next couple of years. What I do know, though... And part of the reason I see this as being really helpful in my practice as a coach is that mental health and the mental health of our population doesn't seem to be improving. And the statistics doesn't say that it is. And we're seeing increasing rates of anxiety, depression, mood disorders, particularly in our young people. And we're seeing obviously an increase in chronic anxiety and and, uh, clinical depression, but also just every day, you and me, mum and dad, moments of being anxious, being stressed, feeling low in mood, and that consistency of that sort of emotion visiting us and the skills and tools that we can use to better manage that going forward uh, are something that really excites me and the research into that. One of the big challenges that are coming up is the issues of technology and our addictions to screens and games. Um, And so certainly in terms of being um, a parent of young children, it'll help me in those areas as well. 
And I see it as really not so much a step forward in terms of my coaching career, but broadening my skills and knowledge to allow me to be exceptional at what I do and to provide a broader depth and scope of skill for my clients and to deliver a premium service. So I'm very excited. Um, I'm the first to accept that I've got a lot to learn. In fact, I realised late last week when I was doing all the sort of orientation admin stuff, uni's very different than when I was at law school. It's all so, so online. You submit your, you guys probably already know about this, especially if you're younger than me, you submit your um, essays and projects through an online portal which checks it against the World Wide Web and gives you a report as to uh, whether or not it's plagiarised and the percentage of common terms used and it's quite full on. Uh, and you use these fantastic apps that just create bibliographies for you. Anyway, I've got a steep learning curve, a lot to learn. Um, and I'm really excited about that. And I'm really open to new lessons, being curious, asking lots of questions and being the newbie in the room, which is something we don't do very often when we're um, in our 30s to go and be the one in the room, the dumbest in the room, certainly not the smartest in the room. Often we get into that comfortable spot of feeling like we're at the pinnacle of our career, that we know it all and that now our job is about just leadership. And I really challenge you if you're at that space where you don't feel the desire or the need to broaden your learning and to step outside your comfort zone in terms of your knowledge and skills and be open to learning something new that may extend you within your existing career or role. And that this can include a role within the home in parenting or that might get you to broaden the scope of your skills or even learn a skill that's outside of your existing career um, type or your role that will just make you a more well-rounded person. Um, I don't know who said it, but someone said it, that you should never be the smartest person in the room. I try and say that to my kids often when they feel like they're not the best at something or excelling at something. Uh, I have realised that I'm going to have to be really um, prepared in terms of this study because it'll be an extra 25 hours. I said 20 to 25 hours of study a week because it's a full-time load. It's an intensive program for post-grad students. So I'm going to have to be very careful with my time but also my focus, which is what I would like to talk about a bit more today. Um, but it will all fit in. There is more than enough time. And my priorities are my health, my family, my work and my study. And everything else is optional. In fact, I caught... Um, a podcast this morning on my walk and it was an interview, Rich Roll interviewed Russell Brand and it was Rich Roll who said, he said this one-liner and it just stopped me in my tracks, expansion comes with letting go. Gosh, that just stopped me, that smacked me. Expansion comes with letting go and sometimes when we want to step out, step out of our comfort zone, grow, evolve, learn something new, It requires us to let go of other things. Uh, And this can relate to all sorts of areas of our life, letting go of um, feeling pressure to uh, always catch up with our friends every week or feeling pressure to always be at that Friday night family dinner if for a time being 
in terms of expanding within your career, within your studies, uh, within your nuclear family's connection, um, that you need to actually let go of some of those things, uh, provided they align with those values and those values that are driving you at the time. Um, So what am I going to have to let go of? Well, there's not going to be as much time for the extras, so less grocery shopping. My husband's going to have to get over the idea that he can tell me what he feels like for dinner that night at about lunchtime that day. Less coffee dates, less pottering in the garden maybe. I don't know. Uh, I'm going to flow with it, but I have really gotten clear on my highest priorities. And if I feel the pressure, uh, I know what's at the top of that list and what's at the bottom of my list and what's at the bottom is what has to go first. Um, so what that brings me to today is a topic of how to be exceptional at something. And part of that is letting go of what's no longer necessary and managing your focus. And I want to dive into some themes around how to be exceptional at something. And now please don't think that what I mean is by talking about this is that I feel like I'm exceptional at anything. I think all of us are a work in progress and we all are at different times of the day, the week, the month, the year, our life, really excelling in some areas and not in others. We flow in and out. And so in terms of when I talk about how to be exceptional at something, please first don't think I'm sitting on my high horse, but also second, please don't hear that and start saying to yourself, which I used to always do and sometimes find myself doing now when someone talks about personal development or um, stepping out of your comfort zone or going one better or, um, I don't know, going for a promotion at work that you think, oh, the themes and tools that they're talking around this topic don't relate to me. I'm just, I'm just a part-time mum. I'm just a part-time worker. I'm just a stay-at-home mum. I'm just a nurse. I'm just a, I don't know, gardener. No justs here. These skills apply to all of us. And I think it's worthwhile considering what area of your life right now do you want to be doing better at? want to be feeling more content with, you'd like to be exceptional at. And we all have, without judgment on yourself, we all have those at different times. You know, I have periods of time where I look and go, I'm just really not showing up great as a mum right now. And if if that feels like an area that you want to focus on, these are some tools and some strategies and some ideas that you can take home with that. And in terms of these tools and strategies, they don't necessarily have to relate to work, promotion, career, business. You can fold the damn sheets in a way that is exceptional. You can turn up to that job and be exceptional, but you can also, I don't know, be a soccer mum and be exceptional at how you have it all organised and planned and all that strategy. In some ways, it's about bringing an energy of commitment and self-discipline and joy to that area of your life that you choose to spend your time in. So here are some ideas, some tools, some strategies that I wanted to share with you in no particular order when it comes to areas of our life that we would like to approach with discipline uh, and in a way that makes us feel exceptional, feels like we're bringing our A game. Now, one thing to consider is that I believe we show up 
as exceptional in our daily lives when we step beyond wanting to manage our time and into managing our focus. Now, there's lots of apps and books and podcasts on time management. um, And if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you probably should have the time management piece down pat. It's one of, I say, the foundations of being able to manage your life. If you are not managing your time well, go back to episode one, perhaps, or whichever episode I started with on time management and dive into that. If you are not planning tomorrow today, if you are not looking at your week ahead on a Sunday, if you're not dealing with the highest value work for the first part of the day, if you're not waking up and going to bed at a regular time, that is basic time management that we need to have down pat. And once you've got that down pat, and I have a lot of clients at this point at the moment, they're saying, look, I've got time management sorted, but I still feel like there's there's something missing. And 99% of the time, it's not about being able to micromanage your time more. It's about managing your focus. And that's how we get those better results. Over the course of the day, are you focused on one thing at a time or are you multitasking? Do you jump into and out of tasks from your email to that project, to that text message, to that co-worker, to lunch, to coffee, back into that task, back into that project? Where are you allowing distraction to rob you of your results? Are you ensuring that your highest value work, the most important part of your day, is dealt with in the first half of the day? Social media is the death of focus. I don't care if you tell me you can manage it. If you've got it on your phone or on your PC or on your iPad, it is the death of focus. So is email and SMS. Are you managing them or are they managing you? Are you designating time to focus? Do not disturb on the phone, door closed, phone out of the room, apps off. Are you managing your focus and being disciplined at it? Another area is knowing that in order to be exceptional, solitude is required. If you want to be exceptional at something, you are going to need solitude at times. To learn, to understand, to create, it requires solitude. Escalation requires isolation. And that can bring up a feeling of loneliness at times. But find me a great artist, a great leader, a great entertainer who hasn't gone into times of isolation to create their greatest works, their biggest wins, to contemplate, to dream up, to get some focus, get some perspective over their life. If we're always doing, I talk about this, if we're always on the field doing, we are never going to see the full picture and have that bird's eye perspective of our lives. We have to create time for solitude and isolation. Another one, really simple, get up early. Get up early every day. If you want to be exceptional at something, I have yet to work with a client who has not found this to be a game changer. Get up early, go to bed early, don't change the schedule. Don't change it on weekends, don't change it up. Get up at the same time, go to bed at the same time. I know a lot of you are going to ignore me on this one. But I promise you, if you give it a try, you will see the results. Another area is to develop our willpower. So what do I mean by this? What are you doing right now in your life that develops and strengthens your willpower muscle? Something like practicing early rising for a month. I guarantee you won't go back from it. Or doing something small 
that is a slight challenge for you is a way of developing that willpower muscle over time. Removing distractions does this. Turning off your Instagram, saying no, declining things that feel like they would be fun in the moment, but you know would ultimately rob you of your success in a, in a value, in, a, in an area of your life that's a priority. Slowly as you develop and strengthen your willpower muscles, you find it easier and easier to focus on the things that count. Another tool, do less. Really simple. Do less things with excellence. Do fewer things with excellence. A Buddhist friend of mine once said, I don't know who, what text it comes from, but she, she said it, she did tell me. She said to me, better not to start something new, but if you do, don't leave a mess behind. And that has been so useful to me. Better not to start something new. All of a sudden you pause before you say yes to something new, to add something into your diary. And you consider, if I say yes to this, I can't leave a mess behind. I can't go through it like a bull at a gate, stressed, rushed, anxious, running late. (laughs) Do less things with excellence, fewer things. But what you do do, do it really well. Another tool is to strengthen personal discipline, much like willpower. Again, it's a muscle. Personal discipline daily alarm, daily exercise, daily scheduling for the next day, daily focused work, making personal discipline, deep discipline, something that you do every day. And you can start in just one area of your life. It might be health. It might be in dealing with your inbox. It might be in not looking at social media or your emails before 11am. Pick one thing and develop it like a muscle and then go to the next. Another thing that is really important and often neglected is to make recovery time not negotiable. It's essential if you want to express mastery and manage decision fatigue. And the only way you can do this is by having strategic scheduled rest because otherwise it just doesn't happen, yeah? We think we'll have an early night, yeah? And we say, I'm going to have an early night Sunday night and then we're up folding laundry till 11 p.m. It has to be scheduled. It has to be in the diary. There has to be something that makes us accountable on that list, in that diary, in our phone with an alarm reminding us what we need to do. Booked in, perhaps even. If your recovery and rest is a massage or something, book it. Have a rotating appointment the same Sunday of the first Sunday of every month at the same time. Find ways of making recovery not only not negotiable, but strategic and scheduled. Too often clients, and on this point, too often I find clients see this sort of recovery time, they call it me time, as collapsing in front of the TV and having a snack after the kids go to bed or once they get all their work done for the evening. They see their strategic deserved rest as something that actually, rarely, is actually very useful. They zone out, maybe, yep, and they overeat often, yep. They stay up later, yep, and they're in front of a screen, which affects their sleep. Really consider, and this is where planning ahead, being strategic and booking it in helps because you make conscious decisions 
when you're planning the next day or you're looking out and planning your week. You make a conscious decision sitting back, not in the moment of, oh, it's 8pm, I'm exhausted, couch, snack, TV, remote control. Because in the moment when you are exhausted, you often make decisions that don't align with your greater goals and that actually if you were being really conscious, you wouldn't choose. Another tool is to practice increasing self-control in one area of your life. This is something I've personally experienced. Focus on one area of your life at a time. I see it with clients all the time. When we master one thing and we master it well, then you actually think, what else can I master? Because I can do anything. Russell Brand was talking about this. Actually, this podcast I listened to, it was on Rich Roll last week. Um, Met talked about this. He talked about how when he stopped, he was, I think it was, it was drug addiction or maybe it was alcoholism. Anyway, a Rich Roll uh, suffered alcoholism and alcohol addiction and Russell, I think, was drugs. Anyway, um, talked about once they dealt with that addiction, then it sort of flowed through to other changes in terms of exercise, diet, uh, it being plant-based, all sorts of things like that. Once you tick off one thing, you realise that you can master anything. And for me, it started with self-control around study and socialising. I was thinking about this when I was preparing for the podcast. When did this um, slowly increasing self-discipline and self-control begin? And it was definitely at uni because I was very strategic and controlled in relation to my study when I was studying at law school. Um, And I easily said no to social things, being out late. I'd come home early because that was a priority and I really focused on that. And then for me, it moved on. The next thing for me was definitely having more control and discipline around food and then exercise. Uh, Sleep has been a big one in recent years for me. And most recently, social media. I've been deleting Instagram from my phone during the week. Um, and only turning it on sort of occasionally on weekends and being really intentional about it. So if I find myself on a Sunday afternoon just thinking, I'll reload Instagram, going, oh, no, no, I didn't actually decide to do that ahead of time. So I don't do it. I have to have decided ahead of time. Um, Reminding, another tool is to remind yourself that habit formation requires consistency. So not just now and then, but every day. Being persistent, pushing through that desire to go, ah, bugger it, I'm just going to get on Instagram or I'm going to sleep in this morning. Finishing what you begin, no matter what. Don't leave a mess behind. And self-respect, honouring the commitments you make to yourself. How you are in private is how you show up in public. So are you forming habits in your private life, in your home, in your health, in your relationships that supports an exceptional effort in public, in your career, how you show up for your friends, for your family? You can't drink a bottle of wine at night in front of the TV and be your best the next day. You can't be yelling at the kids and resenting your partner at home and be a world-class boss in the office. You can't ignore sleep and exercise and nutrition long term. All the stuff that happens before the sun rises, after the sun sets, and behind closed doors of your home, it shows up in your nine to five. And you can't you can only pretend that it doesn't for so long. In terms of considering, and I was thinking about this in terms of people I've worked with over the years who really do sustain high performance. 
what they sustain in terms of and what they combine in terms of their everyday um, strategies and tools. And they combine personal talent and knowledge or, but, but and don't think that discounts you, personal talent and knowledge that they recognise that they can build upon along with a commitment to being mentally focused, physically generating energy, personal willpower, time management and strategic recovery. They do real work, not artificial work, and they're very careful with how they schedule their time. They're intentional. A common tool that works for most is that for the first half of the day, you focus on your high-value work. And when I talk about high-value work, that can be also on a weekend, like this weekend I really want to spend time with my family and my kids and connect. Making sure when you can, that's scheduled in the first half of the day. Go and kick the footy in the first half of the day. Do that first priority in the first half of the day. People talk about this with exercise as well. People who exercise in the first part of the day tend to sustain that and be more consistent with that than people who exercise at the end of the day. So focusing on whatever your priority is for that day, the highest value things that you want to do that day, do them at the beginning of the day. So, my friends, where are we at? If you want to be exceptional with something or just generally go through every day feeling pretty damn good, manage your time, manage your focus, embrace solitude, get up early, go to bed early. Think about how you're developing your willpower Consider how you can do less. And when contemplating starting something new, remember that quote, better to not start something new. But if you do, don't leave a mess behind. Strengthen your personal discipline. What can you do this week to strengthen your personal discipline? Make sure that your personal life behind closed doors is aligned with an exceptional professional life. Ensure that you have strategic recovery time. Be consistent, be persistent, start and finish what you begin. And no matter what, it all comes back to moving through your day with a deep form of self-respect. It's a winning formula. Okay, my friends, have a beautiful week, weekend, whenever you listen to that. This podcast, now I have to go and put it all into practice. (laughs) Okay, and finally, a reminder, all of this is a work in progress. No one, absolutely no one does this every day without fail. There are weeks when I will come um, on here and say, what the hell did I do? I'm not managing. I'm stressed. I'm tired. There'll be other times of the year where I feel like I'm kicking goals. And your life is the same. There are days when we don't manage our focus and anxiety takes over. There are days when we don't show up as our best self in our personal life or at work or both. There are days when we tap our foot at the line at the grocery store and can and feel a little bit of shame at how much we're just wanting them to hurry up. There are days when we worry we won't have any friends because we're so often at our desk or learning or spending time in other areas of our lives. We are human. We are all human. But if we don't try to make tomorrow just a little bit better to today than today. If we don't consider that it's our right to believe that we can do just a little bit better to evolve, to grow, to discover more about ourselves and the world around us, then what is the point? I choose to believe that this is the point, just this, to have a go, to commit to being a better version of myself tomorrow. And if I fail at that, 
remembering that I'm human and that I get to try again tomorrow. What a blessing, what a gift. We all get to try again right now on the spot or tomorrow if you choose. So my friends, can you commit to being exceptional, to the pursuit of exceptional, to pursuing wisdom and knowledge, to learning something new, to contemplating today and considering how you can do it differently tomorrow so that your experience is better, so that how you show up for others is better. Smash that ceiling you have above you and take your life to the next level. Have a beautiful week and I'll talk to you all next week. Take care. Hi there. Thank you for listening to the podcast today. If you want to take this work further and actually start to apply it in your life, you have to check out Your Life Designed Self-Coaching. This is my self-coaching program where I give you the tools and strategies to actually apply this work in your life. You can access this program today at lauracarocci.com. If you want to take all this learning and listening and start to apply it in your life, this program is for you. So check it out at lauracarocci.com.